Yo, what's good, family? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace and Real Coach K. Man, we got a great show planned for y'all today. We're going to do a little Fence Crawford recap because, man, that was fire. That, and, a lot of, and very shocking for a lot of people the way that fight turned out. Uh, we're going to give you our quarterback tiers for the NFL season, um, our NFC North rankings, and then we're going to do the top five power forwards of all time. So stick around with us. It's going to be a great and dope show. But how y'all doing, fellas? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. I just I just want to start this off by saying that Coach K has a Cowboys jersey on. And, like, Coach Pace and I almost kicked him off this episode because I don't know why he has it on. Like, why would you wear something so mediocre? And he has it on Inside Out, which kind of does feel appropriate. But to Coach Pace's point before we started the show, it shouldn't be worn at all. Man. It really shouldn't. Like, this This is putrid. Like, I don't it's, – it's not making sense to me. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. There's a lot of things in life that don't make sense, and this is one of them today. This, this is definitely one of them. This is definitely one. James, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Oh, now you want to take it. Oh, wow. He took it up. Wow. You know what? I'm proud of you. You made the right decision. Everybody knows what my team is. The Chicago Bears. Yep. You need a Justin Fields jersey, but we got to talk about that later. I don't say, man. We'll see what happens this year. He has a few things to work with, at least. So let me get this straight, Kitty. It, are you like in the dating phase with the Chicago Bears? Like, all right, we just gonna see how the season goes before I really dive into being a, a Bears fan and committing um, money. I don't think I really know what team I'm a fan of until until halfway through the Super Bowl. Honestly, I could I could end up being a Kansas City fan. Oh. Might end up being being a Jets fan. You're disgusting. You are disgusting, kid. You're you're what's wrong with with with. You're with you're literally repulsive right now. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm riding with Chicago this year for sure. Okay, now stick with it. Now y'all heard him out there. He rolling with the Chicago Bears. Coach K is rolling with the Chicago Bears. Cubs, Bulls, Blackhawks, Bears. I'm in there. I'm in there. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see about that. I, I, they'll be better than next year. And in this episode, you know, we we gonna, you know, we gonna we gonna talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we gonna start off with a little Spence Crawford fighting Vegas last weekend. And uh yours truly was able to go out and watch the fight in person. It was a dope experience. Uh, your boy's first time in Vegas. And um, I see why people like going out there to Vegas for a variety of reasons, if you understand what I'm saying. But uh, the fight was super dope because the, um, number one, like I was, you know, we were we were ready for shenanigans. We were like, listen, we're going to have a bunch of people out here Something about to pop off. When you watch fights, you hear about their fights in the crowd and everything like that. We're like, all right, we're gonna keep, 
we're gonna keep a lookout for one another just in case any shenanigans go down. They were no shenanigans. Everybody behaved themselves. And actually it was weird because everybody was so nice in Vegas. Like everybody was nice from like the hotel all the, you know, to, to the actual fight, to the restaurants, everybody was like super chill. So um, we get dropped off across from T-Mobile Stadium. So we get out the Uber, you know, we hop out the Uber XL because we think we somebody, right? So we, we, we hop out the Suburban and then there's another um, Suburban next to us. So we're walking towards the sidewalk and Coach Wake Up was like, oh my God, that's Sean Porter. And then we look over, lo and behold, it's Sean Porter, literally right next to us. We about to cross the street together. We greet him and everything he says, what's up? He was preparing for an interview, so we couldn't get a picture, but he did speak to us. Uh, so then we go in and everything. Um, we actually uh, split up for a little bit to look for a program. And Coach Boogie runs into Evander Holyfield on his way. I knew I should have went with him. I knew it. He separated from, all, from the rest of us because we went back. I knew I should have went with him. But he saw Vander Holyfield going up the escalator, you know, and, and um, they talked for a little bit. You know, he was like, hey, I'm a big fan. And Evander was like, thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoy the fight. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like all that kind of stuff. So when he came back, I was a little, I was a little mad. I, was like, I knew I should have went with him. But then after the fight, so not during the fight, the whole, the whole, it was split, but there was a lot of Spence fans. I would say the Spence, it seemed like there were more Spence fans in the crowd than Crawford fans, or at least the Spence fans were the louder ones because everybody had like Spence shirts on. And um, I picked Crawford to win and Coach Pace can 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 uh, sign off on that because before the fight started, I said, I got Crawford, right? So I, I thought he was going to win I didn't know he was going to win like that. I didn't think he was going to dominate like that, though. It, it it just got, I mean, from the second round, Spence ain't got knocked down. He got knocked down like four times in the fight. Like, um, and then the, I think it was the seventh round when he got knocked down twice. I saw him get on the uh, ropes, and he was talking trash to someone. Now, that person had their back to us, so we couldn't see who it was. That was Jermail Charlo. He was basically, he said, you're next. So... Um, I really hope they could, they can make that fight happen. I know there's some politicking going on because there's a, a rematch clause in there and the Spence Crawford fight. I personally would rather see the Charlo fight happen before the, the Spence fight because it was so lopsided, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, it was star-studded out there. You know what I'm saying? It was me, uh, Damian Lillard. Chris Brown, you know what I'm saying? Draymond Green came through. You know, E-40 was there. You know, Andre 3000, who doesn't come out to nothing, was there. And when I tell you, because, like, Big X from Texas came out for Spencer's, and he's dope. Like, I'm glad he got that exposure. I thought that was a good move, like, you know, representing Texas. But when I heard, dun, 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 I was like, wait. This is lose yourself. Ain't no way Eminem here. When M came out, yo, the whole arena lost their mind. Like when I, there are certain times where you're like, 
and, and Coach Wakefield described it perfectly, where you feel like you're at an entertainment, piece of entertainment, like a concert or something, and the stadium just lifts. Like, everything just gravitates up. That's what happened when M came out and started rapping. Because he don't go nowhere either. He don't go, you know what I'm saying? So, like, for him to be there, that was fire. Like, we 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 all lost our minds after that. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a masterful fight. Crawford, I'm going to let y'all do the breakdown of what y'all thought of the fight, and then I'll jump in afterwards. Uh, but after the fight, we were waiting for our Uber, and uh, we we ran into Zab Judah, and um, he was so nice. He shook all of our hands. He took a picture with us. Um, he was just very gracious with his time, so we appreciated that. Like, he dipped out right after we got our picture. He was like, ah, oh, man, because he was with his girl, and he was probably like, oh, man, I'm starting to get noticed. Let me, uh, let me dip out of here, but he was cool. So as far as the fight is concerned, fellas, what were some of y'all's takeaways? Man, no rematch. Please don't do a rematch. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. It, it it would be different if the fight was close and like Crawford won, and it was a good showing. But it was pretty much like a beatdown after like the third round, and he. I mean. It just didn't seem like – it seemed like once, like, Crawford slowly started, like – basically, because all he was doing was counterpunching him, like – and then towards the later back half of the fight, he was going on the aggressive end. But it was basically, like, straight-up counterpunches for, like, the first half of the fight. And then, like, once he got knocked down and, like, they didn't make any adjustments, I was just sitting there like, bro, this is this is bad. Like, I don't even, like – Earl Spence is such a good dude, but like, bro, it's bad. Like, mm-hmm. Crawford low key punished that man, and he low key went easy on him. Yes, he did. He took it easy on him. Like, he could have, he could have really, really like took off on him, because that's how bad Spence was. But I just, yeah, I was, I wasn't expecting anything like that. I just don't. I wouldn't say he needs to retire, but he needs to like go back to the drawing board and really like rearrange his style mm-hmm. um, they were talking about all the injuries too i'm not feeding into all the injury things especially because he had multiple fights after um like real good fights he's been hit i mean the scarring tissue maybe be a thing because his face did look a little different Man. because i mean detached retina two car accidents i think it was um, one of them, he flew outside the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, scar tissue could be a factor in that. Um, and that's why he looks so rough. But I just need, he needs to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to be a counterpuncher, a better defender. And he can't press everybody. Like, mm-hmm. once you get in the upper echelon of fighters, like, they can press, but they can also counterpunch. And right. then he also switched to southpaw when he wants, like, it's, it just looked like there's Terrence Crawford up here and then everybody else in his weight class mm-hmm. after that fight. So, yeah, but I don't want to see a rematch at all. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. What are your takeaways, Coach K? Yeah, I mean, Crawford is the man. Like, you know, Spence never recovered, and it just it just got – it just got bad. Like, for me, I don't know. I was uh, – I, I didn't really – I just want to kind of just see a good fight and well, one sided. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
And like, you know, like like Pace said, like I don't need to see a rematch. I mean, get Charlo in there, see what happens. I'm I'm ready for something new. But I mean, you know, I'm just you know, uh Crawford is the best in this class right now. So that's that's we we saw that for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it was interesting how just like the talk changed before the fight, after fight, even within the state of the people that we were sitting around. We were like, man, you know, we just hope to see a good fight. Like this could be a, a trilogy waiting to happen, right? It could be one of those things where these two talented boxers, um, you know, have two or three fights. Uh, and then that was not the narrative after the fight. But by, by, the, by the, like the sixth round, our section was just praying that the ref didn't stop the fight because we're like, listen, we pay all this money for these tickets. Right. Like we, we need this to last as long as possible. Okay. So the fact that got, you know, it made most of the fight about three fourths of the fight. We're like, okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, what shocked me is that usually you would think if you're the bigger boxer and someone has to gain weight to fight you, it seems like you would have the advantage because you're used to fighting at that weight at 154, right? So Crawford had to gain weight in order to take this fight. But Crawford was the stronger fighter. Like there was a moment in the second round where, because Spence, his his greatness lies on the inside. If he can get close to you and just wear, wear you down, he's gonna hit you in the body. He's going, then your, your hands are going to lower, then he's going to go at your face, right? So he's methodical at getting inside of people, just really uh, closing the space. So he tried to do that in the second round, and Crawford pushed him off. And, like, Spence, like, went back, like, a couple feet. So C- Coach Boogie put, put out, because he used to box, and he was like, yo, like, Crawford's strong. Like, that's that, that's that country strength. That's that Nebraska country strength right there. Because that was going to be Spence's leverage in this fight was to be to be bigger and close that gap. And the fact that that uh, Crawford was able to push him off like that, I think Spence was like, wait, I can't just run up on the inside and like do what I want, which is what he was banking on. And I recorded probably five out of you know, probably at least five of the rounds, five or six of the rounds. And I went back and watched them. Spence actually got some good body shots off on Crawford. If you watch it, he hit him cleanly several times. And if you look at the, the comp stats after the game, that it reflects that. But it, it didn't even phase Crawford. Crawford looked just like he did at the end of the fight as when he did at the beginning of the fight. He looked like he just jogged around the ring a few times, sweated, and that was it. Uh that was the biggest thing that I noticed is that punch, uh, the punches from Spence, like that power did not phase Crawford. Crawford was bullying and pushing back. And like you said, um, the counter punching was definitely there because there were times where Spence would hit him, but Crawford would come right back with a hit. Mm-hmm. So he would, as he was getting hit, as Crawford was getting hit, he was also landing a punch. Mm-hmm. And Crawford's punches affected Spence more than vice versa. Uh, yeah. And that short right that he landed, and like uh, you just saw Spence's neck like whiplash back. I was like, "Oh shoot!" I, so the fact that he came out to lose yourself with Eminem, I thought was very fitting 
for the position that Crawford was in because people say, hey, he's good, but he hasn't fought anyone. And this was his moment to say, hey, I'm going to fight someone. I'm going to beat him convincingly. And he did just that. Mm-hmm. Boy. Oh, yeah. It was it was pretty bad, man. I feel... I just... I don't know, man. He just... I think uh, Crawford also added, like, muscle. So, like, mm-hmm. you can keep the speed and keep your strength if you add muscle. So, like, what he added, he probably added all muscle, which really didn't change anything. He's been moving with it for a while. Mm-hmm. He's country strong, like... I mean, yeah. I mean, and then he said his thing, his big thing was that stiff, hard jab. There it is. He was gonna make him feel it every time he hit him. There it is. That that was the key to the fight, Coach Face. I'm glad you said that. That stiff jab because he usually doesn't do that. He'll do like a quick jab, you know what I'm saying, and and beforehand. But they knew that they had to go to a stiff jab to slow Spence's advances, so he couldn't get close. You know, keep him honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was definitely a big difference. And if I, it was interesting because before the fight, uh, Spence was like, I'm training just for Terrence Crawford. So this package that we're putting together to fight Crawford is just for him. And Crawford was like, well, we're going to continue to do what we do. And I think that's what made people nervous about Crawford winning. Like, you're not going to shape your attack around your opponent. But actually what happened in real life when they fought is that Crawford adjusted his game to Spence and Spence did the same thing that he usually does. So they actually, what they said before the fight did not come to fruition. wasn't true. So I thought that was very interesting there, but yeah, you're right. I mean, cause uh, Crawford looked great. Like it, it yeah, you were right. Uh, Coach Pace, it was all muscle, like no fat at all. So like this dude was like super strong, um, conditioned. Well, uh, he kept, changing angles so like when Spence would try to go on the inside and like Crawford would shove shove him off a little bit you know there are times where like Spence would duck like toward him and try to like you know get a get a clean shot off but then Crawford would pivot and move his feet so now for those who know boxing your power comes from your legs comes from the basically the floor of the ring up through your body you know to your hands to get that torque that leverage so if I'm constantly having to pivot and reset I can't get the power on it that I need to. And, and if I, and if I'm, if I'm getting hit and I'm, I'm throwing punches off my back foot, I'm also taking power away because I'm, I'm leaning back. I'm not leaning forward. So I think Crawford and his team put together a beautiful game plan. Yo, you know, did know Crawford was a real quick. Did y'all know Crawford was a wrestler? No, I think at one point they said he was a wrestler. Like, but that's that's why his uh base is so strong. Like college or yeah, uh, I don't think he was. I think in high school. Oh okay. Well, I mean that would make sense. Damn. So, but dominating performance by Crawford in his camp. So Man. I hope. Go ahead, Coach K. I would say you know what's disappointing though is like a fight this big, uh, this magnitude. It got hardly. I don't even know if we got any coverage on like ESPN or like Fox Sports or anything like that because I didn't I didn't really hear hardly next to anything about it. But if Manny Pacquiao or uh, you know Floyd Mayweather pops up, then it's everywhere. 
yeah. I think because it was so one-sided, it it people like covered it briefly and then, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, even like the lead up to it, I feel like I didn't really hear anything on like any of the true. More. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, the lead up. But I mean, I heard about it because my group chat was going crazy about it. Like my other group chat with my uh, Toledo people was mm-hmm. going crazy about it all week. So yeah. Yeah, because and just to show you how trash ESPN is, they has they had something like the uh it it was the balloon world cup or something. They were playing highlights from that and, and like Stephen A was doing a take on that. Like that's that's how trash like ESPN is right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's I, I'm surprised it did not get the coverage that because it was so hyped. I mean, yeah. you you saw the pay-per-view numbers, like each each of them are is making $25 million off the pay-per-views alone. Mm-hmm. That's I know I was part of that. It, it, man. I paid my smooth 90. I sure did. Man. Yeah, like I sure did and was disgusted at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, so it, it did numbers. It did numbers. And that's and but that's saying something, right? Like it did all those numbers, and that's without it being hyped like these other fights are. So I think that's a testament to both of those boxers. Um, I do hope Errol Spence bounces back, uh, bounces back strong. Yeah, his face did not look good, and that was only a few rounds in. And it was funny because Tommy Hearns was in there. And for all the folks out there that used to watch the, that watch the show, Martin, Tommy Hearns, when he fought Martin in one of the episodes, Martin's face got all messed up and everything right there. Tommy Hitman Hearns is what they called him. So um, I was like, dang, like Spence's face about to look like Martin's uh, in that episode, man. And it yeah, sure did. It sure did, bro. I was like, man, but. It was still a good fight, still a good fight. But um, deal. So we're gonna move on to a little NFL. Now I'm really interested to hear what y'all have for this. We're going to do our quarterback tiers going into uh this season here. So we're almost it's almost time for the NFL. We had our first preseason game, uh, the Hall of Fame game. Uh so coach pace, what are your quarterback tiers? Who do you have in each tier? Okay, we have tier zero. Patrick Mahomes by himself. (laughs) Okay, I'm tired of seeing people like literally put this dude like with every other quarterback. Bro, he's an anomaly. Like it's it's it just don't even make sense. Okay, well I feel like we're doing him a disservice by putting him with other quarterbacks at this point because it's it's levels. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes by himself. Then underneath, you have Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and honorable mention, Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. Honorable mention. (laughs) You're not going to – I'm sorry, but we're not doing this. I'm not putting Josh Allen up there. And you lead the league in turnovers. It's absolutely not happening, bro. I don't because that did the same thing, and we get on him all the time about it. How you lead the league in turnovers and you the Madden cover? Mm. That it don't even make sense. Like 
Okay, tier two. Um, I got Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Kim Folkert. Kim Folkert. Kim Folkert. Um, and that's really. I think those are my tier two. You could throw Stafford in there, but I'm like, eh. And then tier three is basically everybody else. Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, um, Russell Wilson, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to uh, Geno Smith. Justin Fields, by the, mark my words, he'll be tier two, if not borderline tier one, within the next, like, two years. Um, Ryan Tannehill and then Mike Jones. So, like, those are my tiers, but, like, my big thing is let's stop putting Josh Allen in tier one with uh, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, and he's lucky I'm being nice because he damn near shouldn't even be up there with Justin Herbert. Um, I mean, Herbert just – he's had more coordinators. Yeah. Like, he doesn't – he's never had a consent. So, like, I need to see with him with somebody for two years. I, I just – Josh Allen just don't cut it for me. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, he's not cutting it for me at this point. Mm-hmm. Same gripes people have about Lamar and say he's a running quarterback, but Lamar does more with less. Like, Josh Allen, he he'll have a good, like, Joe Flacco stretch, uh, like, in the playoffs. He's had, like, one or two of those, which is great. But, like, bro, you, you fold all the time. Like, you get so many passes. It's actually absurd. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Josh Allen. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm anxious to hear yours now, Coach K. Well, for me, oh boy, <laughs> tier one got my homes. Okay. Good. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, tier two. Put Josh Allen there. Uh, Justin Herbert. Also have Trevor Lawrence. We'll see what he does this year. I'm excited to see that team. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Tier three. Oh, mm, I don't know if I want to say this one though. Dakota, you go ahead and say it, Kenny. Go ahead and say it. Dakota Rain Prescott. Oh hell no! He's he's tier five. <laughs> <laughs> hell no! You can't you can't play half the season and then like tie with the most like interceptions. Oh he's, man! Hell no! Um, no, nah, I got, I got Garoppolo, uh, Jared Goff. Mm, I mean, most of the, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I put, I need to put Aaron Rodgers in tier two. Okay. Um, to, uh.
all the middle of the road quarterbacks. Uh, Dakota, uh, Dakota Prescott mm-hmm. is, is not a middle of the road. He's he's tier four, maybe even tier five. Jesus. Dang. Yeah. That's a little harsh, don't you think? No, it's not. No. <laughs> actually, I am wondering, um, where would y'all – oh, actually, um, where would y'all put uh, Brock Purdy? He's not on the list. He's not. It's <laughs> not on the list. Not on the list. <laughs> buddy, buddy ain't got enough burn for me to be on the list. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All the middle of the roads, tier three, tier yeah. four. All right. I my list is similar. To coach paces, and I like the way you started off because I, I I have Mahomes by himself, and I like the way you described it. Coach paces tier zero, like let's just let's just have my tier zero. So I I'll take a page out of your book. Tier zero, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, for any of those that haven't watched the the um, series quarterback on Netflix, definitely mm-hmm. watch it. It is dope, and. I think it'll give you even more respect for Patrick Mahomes. Oh, uh, sorry, I just got to say it's tier four too. I got I got to put Daniel Jones there too. Bro, uh, he's fine. He's worse than Dak. <laughs> he getting all this money off Saquon back? They discuss Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Stafford. Damn, my QB is tier four, four, five. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, my QB stinks. They was trying to trade him. Never mind. You're right. He does stink. Hey, Kenny Harsh, bro. Coach K. Oh, no, he's realistic. He's realistic. Mine, mine literally, mine literally just look like he played like dirty water. <laughs> like dirty water. <laughs> like dirty water, bro. That's, that's what he reminds me of. Like, he had a nice little year, but he still threw like sixteen picks. Well, like okay, like I base mine pretty much af- off the last like three years, right? There's a three year window, um, and and I think because like we all had Aaron Rodgers high on the list, right? So we can't base him off last year's performance because mm-hmm. he didn't play last year. So if we want to put him that high. That means we're judging him based on the last few years. So, um. Mahomes is by himself at tier zero, we'll call it. Tier that means the next tier, tier one, would be Burrow, Rogers, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. And I have Josh Allen at the end of tier. So he's bottom of tier two, right? So he, he's on the brink. He on the brink right now. So depending on how this season goes, he's either going to stay at tier at that tier or he's going to drop one. But he he on the bubble right now. He's on the He's going to drop. He's going to drop. <laughs> um, I have uh, Herbert and and uh, Watson, Lawrence, and I did put Matthew Stafford as that next tier um, because I'm looking at last couple years. You know, Stafford got hurt, so it's like that's not fair to penalize him for getting hurt for one season. Uh, the next tier, I have Russ. Uh, Too high already. Too high already. <laughs> Wait, 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 no matter. I, okay, I have Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, 
Dakota Prescott, and then Russ. So Russ is bottom of that tier, which would be tier three technically. So he's bottom of tier three. Um, then I have tier four, Derek Carr, Tua, and Jimmy G. Tier five. Uh, the next tier will be Daniel Jones, Geno, Fields, and Tannehill. The next tier is Mac Jones, Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett, and Baker Mayfield. And the last tier is Gardner Minshew, uh, Jordan Love, Sam Howell, and Ritter. Man, that's it's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to be reasonable, like, you know, because you can't put Brock Purdy at the very last tier because he played well. Like, so you would pick him over Jordan Love right now. You would pick him over Sam Howell and Ritter. So, like, he has to be at least at that, the next to My boy Gino got to be a little higher, but I'm cool with it. Because, well, this was his breakout year. So, I didn't quite yeah. know what to do with him. Like, because That's I'm projecting true. that he's going to play well this year again. But mm -hmm. I, it hasn't happened yet. So, yeah. 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 I'm projecting that Fields is going to take a step forward. Where'd you have Deshaun out again? Deshaun was in um if you count Mahomes as zero, then uh Watson is in my tier two. So he's below Burrow, Rogers, Lamar, Hertz, and Josh Allen. He's below that tier. Mm -hmm. So he's where Herbert, Lawrence, and Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. The hard part oh. is about Watson. He's been out for pretty much the last year and a half, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to judge him too harshly based on last year's performance because he couldn't really be with the team all like that to even practice and everything. And he was out the whole year before that. Uh, so he was he was tough to rank in this. So I'm, I kind of had to guesstimate his, his play for this year. Man, I'll tell you that you're going to have to put Fields higher on your list after this year, man. Tell you me. know I hope so. I really do because I'm rooting for him. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. The last two years, he been it was it's empty calories, but he been really carrying a a whole situation. Yep. Yeah, man. He'd be running for his life half the time. Man. Well, hopefully, I mean, we we added something to the line, so we'll see what happens. Yes, you have a better line. He has a number one receiver. Um, Cole Komet is a, is a solid tight end. So, like, I think I think y'all might yeah, – I think it would be better with Aaron Rodgers, you know. I, so, that, let's, let's go right to that then. So, our NFC North rankings, uh, Coach K, what are your rankings between, you know, the Packers, the Lions, the Bears, and the Vikings? I got the Lions at one. Uh, just because they they definitely started to get it together at the end of the season there, um, I Minnesota I think their time is over, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm putting the it's I'm putting the Bears at two because of I'm just going off of potential, just clear potential. I know that's probably high, but hey, I don't care. Uh, I got Green Bay at three, mm -hmm. uh, and I got Minnesota last. They got stomped. They got stomped out in the playoffs. Stomped. Wow, you got the Vikings oh. last, bro. Yeah, Man. I don't like Vikings anyways. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's wild. Okay. Um, 
I'll go quickly. I have a lot of a lot of the and a lot of the games too, man. It's just like skating by. The the Lions be skating by too. And they'd be giving up games in the fourth quarter. They should actually won more games than they did if they close out the games. True. But uh, Minnesota also has Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, leave leave Kirk alone. Leave Kenfo Kirk alone. Cousins, After watching the quarterback, I got a soft spot for Kirk Cousins. I have no soft spots for that man, bro. <laughs> Dang. Coach K is ruthless, man. Coach, for you also, if this is your first time listening to the show, Coach K don't like nobody. So, like, <laughs> I don't even like the quarterback on my own team. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, I got the Vikings uh, number one. They're going to finish number one, NFC North. And because, in my opinion, if you have. Do make the biggest comeback in NFL history. That team is never going to be rattled, at least in the regular season. If you come back from like 33 points down, whatever, like you feel like you could do anything. So I, I think that will translate into maybe their record won't be as good as last season, but it'll be enough to get them to number one. Uh, seed in the NFC North. I got the Lions right behind them. I do think it's going to be close, but I have the Vikings by about a game, game and a half. Uh, then I have uh, the Bears. I think they're going to take a step forward. I think they only won like three games last year, so they got nowhere to go but up. I, they'll get more than three games. Uh, and then I have the Packers um, finishing as a close fourth in the division. Because I, I don't think the Bears are going to be head and shoulders over the Packers, but I do think they'll be better record-wise, but probably about about two games. So those are my rankings. Uh, Coach Pace, who you got? Well, hey, what was um, oh, What'd you say? No, what, what was the score of that Vikings-Giants game in the playoffs? I forgot. It, it was close because close. I think the Vikings got a touchdown on that drive. They might have won the game. Oh yeah. yeah, I got two. I got both trash teams mixed up with each other because the the, <laughs> the Giants got stomped out. But still, I don't know. I just don't trust Kirk Cousins. My list stands. Um, I got <laughs> Lions. Um, winning, winning it, and then I got basically, I got Vikings. Um, after that. Do I trust that pick? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I got Fields and then third. Um, but I think it could be a toss-up between the Vikings and the Bears, honestly. Um, they just ain't been together long enough for me to undo. Like, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, I can trust that. I can trust him throwing at Addison and and stuff like that. So I think Dalvin Cook is going to be a bigger loss than what they give credit for, though. Um, and then outside of that, but the thing is, they could also sign a running back because there's so many free free market running backs right now. It's actually absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think last I got, of course, Green Bay because I don't know about Jordan Love worth anything. So, 
Yo, these pre they are like talking up Green Bay like they're gonna do something this year. Unless like, Aaron Rodgers is walking walking back through Lambo, I'm not paying them no mind. Right. Because Aaron Rodgers gave Jordan Love high praise the other day. He's cool to say, you know, talking about how great Jordan Love is. And so let's see if he can live up to it. Man, he need to be he need to be playing in all the preseason games and he need to play in um he need to play in at least a quarter, if not two quarters in every preseason game. Because he ain't got no live reps for real. Yeah. Yeah, he need to be playing right now. 10.32 p.m. I don't care what's going to be playing right now. Yep, with the lights on in Lambeau. Any time he On air. Routes on air. Play Madden, NFL game day, NFL game breaker, whatever. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something. Something. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I I wish him the best. I'm rooting for him, too. I don't want to see him. I know he's under a lot of pressure. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully he has at least a solid season, you know. Um, right. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see what happens in that senior. So we're going to go, you know, through each show. We're going to cover a different uh, division and, and rank them for y'all. So uh, next, we're going to continue our top five NBA players of all time at different positions. So for tonight's show, we're doing the top five power forward of all time. Uh, number one, first and foremost, has to be the big fundamental, Timothy Duncan. Okay. Uh, I don't want to hear about nobody else from anybody else. Tim Duncan, was like, he wasn't flashy. He didn't talk a bunch of trash. He did a little bit, but not, you know, but he got the job done every single time, pretty much. You know, so Tim Duncan, number one. Um, I'd probably put the mailman at number two uh, with the two MVPs, uh, three finals appearances. Uh, I'll put I'll put him on there because he has the longevity. I mean, if you look at the scoring. Um, Top NBA scores of all time. He's right up there um, in the top, I think, top five. I think he's top five in that. Uh, so his career stats are are far better than everybody else I'm about to name. So number three would be KG. Uh, I loved watching Kevin Garnett play. I loved his intensity. Uh, I thought he was the leader of that, like, that uh, Celtics team that won, a lot of people gave it to Paul Pierce, and Paul Pierce ended up getting the finals MVP. But I, I think KG was the heartbeat of that squad, uh, and without him, they do not win a championship. Uh, and with him, if he didn't get hurt, I believe it was the following year when the Magic ended up winning the Eastern Conference. If he didn't get hurt, I think they would have made three straight trips to the final. So um, not to mention his – his many years in Minnesota, uh, just doing a thing, putting up ridiculous numbers. And he got his MVP, he got an MVP in Minnesota as well. So uh, I have Giannis at four. Uh, so part of that is, you know, he's got his championship. He's got MVPs and defensive MVPs. Um, so if I mean if he goes on to this trajectory, it's hard for me to put players that are still playing on here because I think they're going to consistently climb. Um, so my list is fluid. 
is in terms of by the time it's all said and done, Giannis is going to be probably two or three if I'm projecting it based on what he's accomplished so far. Um, and then I have Dirk at number five. I, I think he's very underrated when it comes to like the top folks list because he wasn't flash either, but he was a walking, talking bucket. Uh, he got an MVP, got a championship, was the best player on that championship team. Uh, beat LeBron, B Wade and Chris Bosh. So, um, I have him at number five. All right. So, uh, Coach K, who do you have? Well, number one, I got Kevin McHale. Uh, I'm to mute your mic. Bro, hey, I do not like Hey, somebody mute this. I'll get this nigga off the mic, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can mute that. You can mute that. I'll do whatever you get. Get this nigga off the mic, man. I'm tired of this. Number, number one. Backwards jerseys. Blasphemy just kind of spewing out your your mouth. It's it's really getting out of hand. How you gonna start the show and end the show with some ridiculousness? With some foolishness? number number one, number one. As much as I despise the Spurs dynasty, you have to respect it. The big fundamental, Tim Duncan, the worst the quite possibly the worst dressed NBA player of all time. Like the, he just doesn't care. <laughs> I give you that. I give you that. That, that man don't know how to dress anything. He don't know how to dress a salad, dress himself. Mm-hmm. Solid, reliable player, always plays his position, does exactly what he needs to do every single time. You know, high efficiency shots. Um, I mean, yeah. You can't he he has to be number one. Number two, I got number number two, I do have Carl Malone. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, one of the best duos, him and John Stockton, the mailman always delivers. He didn't deliver NBA championship, but I mean, you know, he did get it, he did get two MVPs. So we can we have to consider that. Um number three. Number three for me is Charles Barkley. Mm. I have to put Charles. I gotta have. I gotta put Charles on my list. Okay. Uh, number four. Number four for me. I have to put Dirk on the list. Okay. Um. Obviously, I mean he single handedly uh, won that championship. Against the Heat, I mean, I forget who was was that. Uh, Sean, I forget who was hurt on that team, but you know it was <laughs> Jason. Was it Jason Terry? Jason Kidd? Uh, man, yeah, yeah Sean Marion. I think. Um, so. Yeah, Marion was Marion was hurt though, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, I Tyson Chandler was the center. Tyson Chandler, yeah. So. Yeah, so yeah, they he took care of business there. Uh number five, Kevin Garnett. He's gonna be my list. I mean, eventually Giannis will be on my list. So I'll leave him at an honorable mention. But KG, like I hated that Boston squad. Like the well, I hate him. I was the I I'm just not a Paul Pierce fan. 
I hated Paul Pierce. I hated um, Big Baby. I hated Kendrick Perkins. I was, I was, I wasn't really a Rajon Rondo fan, but you know, I, I did like Ray Allen and um, and KG. So I mean, KG, you're always going to get a hundred percent every single time, and he was just. Uh, I just, I just love watching his intensity. Right. Coach Pace, what's your on your list? Um so I got Timmy one, mm-hmm. KG two, mm-hmm. Barkley three, mm-hmm. I guess Carl Malone four. And then I struggle with it. But I might have to. Ah, it's tough. But I'm going to throw. Giannis. No, I'm going to throw Dirk in there. Five, but Giannis. I'll, put, I'll throw Giannis in the conversation when his career is over. How about that? That's fair. That's fair. I'll throw Giannis in the, career, in the conversation when his career is over. Yeah. I, I just hate watching that Euro stuff, man. It, it's just a long Euro step that can't nobody do nothing about. Like, you know it's coming. You know you're going to do it every time. And there's just literally nothing. Because his body, your body don't match his body. That's literally because. Yeah. Your body length doesn't match his body length. So he's going to get around you every time. Yeah. It's the ugliest thing I've ever. I mean, <laughs> I love his heart, though. Like. When he like when he took the ladder and like threw it, he was like practicing his uh, foul shots at the end of the game. Take the mm-hmm. and, like threw it to the side. Like, I, I, at least with Giannis, you know, you're gonna get a hundred percent too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, I can always say that. And, and like over time, over time, I've come to appreciate his abilities or lack thereof because he still can't shoot from the outside. But yeah. at least he's working on it, unlike some people in the league. But I ain't gonna say no names. <laughs> I'm still, look, I'm still looking for DeRozan just to just to hit a three from the outside. <laughs> hey, he just like my boy. He like D Wade. D Wade never shot him. He was like, he was like, oh, I can shoot him. I just don't want to. <laughs> I think that's the same thing with Demar. He can shoot him. He just don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Now that it's tough to put players that are still playing on on the list. Like so like I said, I think Giannis will be probably two or three by the time it's all said and done. If I were to take him off and um I would have I would have Barkley in there. So I would have moved everybody probably I probably would have moved everybody up and then have Barkley at, at five, probably. Yeah. It, it, at first, James, it seemed like you had a problem with me putting Barkley at three. Uh, a little bit because I'm thinking of like, if I'm looking at Dirk's career and I'm looking at Barkley's career, you know, which one would I rather have? You know, um, yeah, I'm looking at because you had who did you have at five? Was it KG? Yeah, KG. And if I'm looking at KG's career and I'm looking at Barkley's career, which one would I rather have? I'd, pro- I'd rather have KG's career. 
honestly. Um, so that's why I was like, Barkley, without, if you take Giannis out, Barkley definitely deserves to be in the top five, but I would have him at five. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Well, fellas. Oh, oh go ahead. I would say Barkley wasn't beating Jordan in the finals, though. We know that. But nobody, wasn't nobody beating Jordan. It, it see, that, that's what makes this so hard to do. Yeah. Because literally, like, nobody else in the East was beating the Jazz. So, like, if it wasn't Jordan and the Bulls, it, Carl Malone would probably have two rings. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it weren't for Jordan and the Bulls, Charles Barkley would have a ring because no no Eastern Conference team was beating that Phoenix Suns squad. Like, I'm sorry. Pacers might have a ring. Knicks. Yeah. Like, it, it just, you know, that's the thing about Jordan and, and LeBron. Like, he, he prevented he so many superstars and greats from, from getting a ring. Yeah. And that's why I think that's why I'm like Dirk has to be in there because he's the, he's one of the people that got that broke through, and and got that like as the main person on the team, um, and then and, and you know and and so did Tim Duncan, yeah. So it's like Tim won before LeBron won and, and won during LeBron. So yeah, with that that team though that that Spurs team beating Kobe's team and some of the other, like the Kings was another team that never made it out too. Uh, I just, uh, I think that Spurs team was just something special though. Like they were consistently at the top, at least while they had like, you know, a superstar player. Not counting. Yeah. Because the funny part is what a lot of people don't know is that coach pop, his his coaching career with the Spurs was on the rocks at the time. And you have the NBA lockout the season after Jordan retired and the Knicks and Spurs make it to the finals and the Spurs uh, with, with uh, you know, uh, the Admiral David Robinson to win the championship. So they couldn't fire Pop after that. So you're looking at, like, the 98-99 season – all the way through what twenty what was it twenty fourteen I think was the last first championship the 2013-2014 season. That's a big gap from ninety eight ninety nine to two thousand thirteen two thousand fourteen, and you're winning all through that. Like that's wild. I agree. Potentially, championship if Kawhi didn't get hurt, potentially. I'm not going to say they would have, but potentially. And, and I mean, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Oh, if, yeah. Yep. If he missed that shot, Spurs got another one. Mm-hmm. That's how close that, that series came out to be. So, mm-hmm. uh, man, yeah. But another great show in the books, fellas. We had we had a, um, a lot of fun doing this. I hope you all had a lot of fun listening. And we'll catch you all next time. Stay blessed. Stay safe out there, y'all. Peace.